Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs. Welcome to The Great America Show. Delighted to have you with us. Today's show dedicated to the January Sixers, the January Six defendants who are really political prisoners of the left, who have by the hundreds been abused in federal prisons and jails for almost two years, many of them, victims of inhumane treatment by our justice system, whether judges who over-sentence, prosecutors who overcharge, or the prison guards and wardens who in some cases are responsible for the torture of those defendants caught in political hell. It is an American disgrace. We'll be joined today by two patriots, Congressman Louis Gomert of Texas. Congressman Gomert has been on the front line standing up for the January 6th defendants and prisoners. And then our next guest will be someone who has witnessed the abuse and felt it firsthand, whose life has been turned upside down. Her name is Bonnie Nichols. She's the wife of Ryan Nichols, who's been detained in the D.C. Gulag since January 18 of 2021. That is 605 days detained with no charges. You heard that correctly. No charges in jail for 605 days in a prison system that is more gulag than an American prison. Ryan has been held with no charges. He's been denied bail. And as of right now, no trial date has been set. Ryan is the father of their two young boys, a U.S. Marine who served his country honorably and still suffers from PTSD. What we are witnessing is the weaponized Biden DOJ at work, targeting American citizens because of their politics and ideology. President Trump this week continuing to stand up for those January 6th detainees and defendants. The president called in to a rally in support of the victims of the Gulag. Here's what he said. Well, Mickey, it's an honor to be with you and to everybody listening. It's a terrible thing that has happened to a lot of people that are being treated very, very unfairly. Uh, we love Ashley, and it was so horrible what happened to her, uh, that that man shot Ashley as a disgrace. And then he goes on television, and it looked like he was actually bragging about it. There's never been a thing like this has happened in our country. And I just want to tell everybody that's listening, we're with you. We're working with a lot of different people on this. And we can't let this happen. This has never happened before. You look at all of the riots that took place for the last long period of time, not just in 2020, the last long period of time, and almost nothing has happened to those people. And what they're doing here is a disgrace. It's a disgrace to our country, and it just cannot be allowed to happen, and it cannot be allowed to continue. So I just want to say to everybody, everybody's working on it, and I very much appreciate, Mickey, you're asking me to just speak to everybody, but we cannot allow this to happen to our country. So 
God bless everybody. We are working very hard. Thank you, President Trump, for standing up for what's right. Joining us now, another man who's standing up for the January Sixers, Congressman Louis Gohmert of the great state of Texas, a former judge. Congressman Gohmert, as always, great to talk with you. I want to talk about all you've been doing for the January 6th defendants, but I also want your judgment, your sense of where things stand right now with that Marxist Dem January 6th panel. Well, uh, thank you for not calling it a commission, because uh, even though they claim that to be the case, there's nothing legitimate about it. Uh, They have uh, the power to subpoena, but uh, it, it is so badly being abused. Um, so they're not pursuing the truth. They're pursuing a political agenda against Donald Trump. That's what it comes down to. Uh, and that's why uh, many Republicans are saying come January, if we get the majority back, then there needs to be a real commission where we do look into everything about January 6th, so we can find out things like uh, this. Of course, this panel is not interested in finding out why Pelosi turned down having uh, National Guard help prevent things. It, um, it, it's, you know, there are a lot of questions, and, and I've seen so many people asking legitimate questions like, who who opened the Columbus doors from inside because uh, they could not be opened from the outside? Anyway, there are just a lot of things that this group is not interested in. And as a former felony judge, I've got no problem with people that were violent, uh, people that committed crimes uh, being dealt with seriously as they should be. But... Uh, one such person was Simone Gold, who's done more to save lives, save the lives of a couple of friends of mine, just had an incredibly brilliant, courageous doctor. She was supposed to give a speech on January 6th, and that got canceled. Uh, and so the doors were open, and she wandered in with uh, other people, didn't appear to be anything Anybody telling them they couldn't go in, so, gee, okay, we'll walk in. And she gave her speech she was going to give outside, inside. But uh, she is, Lou, she's the first woman in the history of the Department of Justice who had no criminal record, was convicted of a misdemeanor trespass, and was sent to a maximum security facility. Uh, you know, um, others like I'd visited Martha Stewart in prison in West Virginia. There were no fences, no walls. It was like a, a small dormitory settings, uh, and it, people were on their honor because they were nonviolent, and uh, it was a, a good place. If, I don't think Martha Stewart should have had to go to prison, but if she was, it was a perfect place for for somebody that's nonviolent like her, and it would have been perfect for Dr. Simone Gold. But instead, they sent her to a maximum lockdown facility, and uh, it's just really outrageous how far out of their way this Department of Justice is going to 
scare conservatives from ever coming to Washington and making their voices be heard. That appears to be the whole goal here. It's not justice anymore. It's it's uh, it, it's incredible. It, it is really punitive, uh, politically punitive for having different political positions. Uh, but like I say, you know, if you did engage in violence, if you stole something, you did, uh, you know, trespass is a crime. Fine, punish it. But nobody has ever been punished like that before. Are you telling everybody that Dr. Simone Gold was only charged with trespass and is in a maximum security federal prison? Yep, down in Miami. And uh, she was, yep, locked up uh in a huge facility down there um and because she has saved so many people including friends of mine i was there when she was released and uh that was last friday uh and it's (laughs) i've caught all kinds of crud from democrats going nuts uh and that includes adam kinzinger He, he well, Set that out on social media that I was there to meet Simone Gold. Yes, I was, and it's just so amazing. There's, there, it's like there is no compassion. It's just hate and anger and wanting to destroy people with whom they disagree. Uh, it, it, it's just amazing. It, it, it used to be, Lou, that. Uh, Democrats were some of the greatest proponents of civil rights and protecting civil rights. But what we've seen in recent years, and we've seen it on the Judiciary Committee, and we're going to see it again tomorrow in a hearing there in Judiciary, uh, they just see. They they can't think straight. Uh, They're just compassion goes completely aside, and they want to punish they want to hurt. They want to just really go after and destroy the rights of people who have different political beliefs, like uh, those of us that think a ministry of truth would be a bad thing. Uh, they're thinking, gee, we need to set up uh, something like a ministry of truth that will tell us what all the truth is, and anybody that disagrees, we can punish them. Well, that's right out of Orwell's 1984, right out of it. The only thing missing is the Ministry of Love that would arrest people and torture them until they agreed two plus two was five. Yeah, this is is not the 1984. It is clearly 2022. Uh, This is what you're describing as I listen to you. What you were describing as you went through the the Democrats uh, uh, is – you're t- you were describing sociopaths, psychopaths. Uh, they are incapable of uh, empathy. They're incapable of reason. They're they are vicious uh, and without any seeming purpose other than to be destructive. Uh, this is and by the way, one of the things the expression that I have just uh, forbidden myself from using ever is this Trump derangement syndrome. Because it's it's there's a word in that that doesn't doesn't belong. This is the Democrat derangement syndrome. This is a group of people who are under some sort of mass hypnosis, who've convinced themselves that they, in being evil, are somehow 
uh, pure and of higher purpose than their fellow citizens. While they hurt them, incarcerate them, uh, attack them, we are looking at a country that has witnessed six years of, uh, of political persecution by the Marxist Dems who control this administration, who control this president, uh, their party, and they are absolutely intent on destroying every institution of former worth in our society, destroying the citizens whom, for whom this, this country they consider to be a blessing uh, and who mean uh, that we all fulfill our, our potential and have through equal opportunity in this great republic of ours. Uh, it is, well, it, there's such a disconnect that, between the two. Well, except you mentioned the word Marxist, and it brings me back to the summer I was an exchange student between my sophomore and junior year to what really was the old Soviet Union back in the 70s. And at, at one point, and I heard this too, from two different friends I'd made, um, these were Ukrainians, but uh, two different times, Somebody was running to tell on a friend, and one I, I, I said, well, "Look, it, it, is she going to tell on you for being in this room when you weren't supposed to be?" And he said, "Of course." And it, and it was such a thoughtful answer. He said, "Look, in your country, you can get ahead by working hard, making more money, raising yourself up, but." In a Soviet country, a communist country, the only way you can raise yourself up, since everybody makes about the same amount of money, um, the only way you raise yourself up is by stepping on other people. So that lady is going to go step on me, and that will give her some additional credibility and perks. And uh, that's how you get ahead in a Marxist country. You step on other people. And that's what we're starting to see here. People thinking, I, if I can just step on some Republican, step on some conservative, then I'm going to be elevated. I'm going to be more popular. And it's such a dangerous system. Uh, but that's yeah. you mentioned the word Marxist, and that's what happens in a Marxist system. Yeah, this is a Marxist system. Don't let, let let's be very clear. Uh, and, and I am trying to get this out to everyone who will even listen. These are Marxist Dems who drive the Democrat Party. They're authoritarian. They're totalitarian. And they are in league with uh, the corporate uh, structure of this country, uh, businesses, corporations, multinationals. And together they have, uh, they have fused around Marxist philosophy, whether it's CRT, whether it's ESG, uh, they are moving forward to have absolute control over the the citizenry. The words you don't all, you almost never hear anyone talk about self reliance. We never hear uh, you know the president makes a speech. He doesn't talk about this is a time for individuals to step up and to be innovative and do this and and, and to focus on the individual citizen. Instead, the Democrats are a party of mobs. 
whether it's a big law that refuses to represent the president of the United States because it might be bad for business with the U.S. multinationals, uh, or whether it be uh, a a January 6th prisoner who has to give every ounce of his money, uh, his his time over, maybe even in a uh, solitary confinement for trespassing, as you talked about Dr. Gold. This is... This is a time, we're talking about Solzhenitsyn's era in the Soviet Union. This is a country where we have a gulag yeah, based exactly. in the nation's capital. And unfortunately, uh, I have had too many college graduates, uh, uh, young college graduates, if I say, and I've mentioned the gulag, uh, they say, what's a gulag? Uh, they've never heard of Socialism. They've never heard of Gulag Archipelago. They don't know uh, how bad it gets, but that's the kind of stuff we're seeing. And one of the things that you saw in the Soviet Union and you see in the Communist Chinese Communist Party uh, or any Marxist country, those in authority feel like it's perfectly fine for them to violate the law because they're going after people that disagree with them, so they must be wrong. And, uh, you know, Jim Jordan has talked about, you know, 14 FBI agents who have uh, become whistleblowers and and talked to the Republicans in the Judiciary Committee. And then I've had several outside of those who have uh, given me information well, you have the head of the Department of Justice. You, you've got Merrick Garland issuing an order that he is depriving every FBI agent, everybody in justice, of the right they have under the Constitution to talk in a privileged conversation with their member of Congress. It's privileged. It's a, it's a more blatant constitutional privilege and even attorney-client because they have that right. And yet Merrick Garland said, if you work in the FBI, you cannot talk to a member of Congress. Well, how else can we have proper oversight? Uh, But he's taking away their constitutional rights. And what we're hearing and what I've heard just in the last few days, uh, there was a report by two people that wish to remain anonymous so far, but through their attorney, they used the law and made a protected disclosure because they were very afraid of reprisals because the reprisals have been fast and and pretty tough. As, uh, as, uh, as whistleblowers. As whistleblowers, yeah. You know, we heard uh, during Trump's presidency about how precious the whistleblowers are unless they're reporting Democrats. But anyway, uh, they were reporting that they had seen phones in the skiff, and that's that secured, compartmentalized uh, place where you can go and you know nobody can bug it. It's completely free. You, you know, a skiff, there's a couple of them here on Capitol Hill. You have to leave phones out. You cannot take them in, and there's an area where you have to leave them. Uh, and so, anyway, they have uh, these laws or the rules. You cannot take anything, not a smartwatch, nothing. 
And so there were FBI agents that whistle blew and said, on the seventh floor where the director of the FBI, Christopher Wray, and the deputy director have their offices, and they have a skiff where they talk about some of the most private, confidential, top-secret information in our country, not like just some of the documents that Trump wanted to have, but really confidential stuff, and that there are cell phones all over, which means that people could hack, they could listen to the conversations, and so... Um, I'm sorry, I had somebody speaking to me. But um, the FBI agents reported that uh, there were uh, violations there on that floor. And that the director and deputy director had to be aware because it was so blatant. And even the deputy director violated himself. And so the deputy director came out, I believe it was Monday this week, and said, uh, that's a lie. That never happened. So then, yesterday, there was a protected disclosure from another FBI agent saying, I'm on the team that does the checking to make sure it's secure. And, uh, yeah, we found lots of uh radio signals, uh, online Wi-Fi, there were phones, there were smart watches, there were all kinds of things that were violating the security of the skiff, and that's on the top floor. And not only did they violate the law by violating the skiff requirements, but they also uh, lied to the American public when the deputy director says that never happened, that's a lie. So I think you'll see information coming out about that, and uh, there may even be pictures of violations. But uh, when you've got a deputy director and a director who feel like they are so important uh, in going after people like January Sixers, that they, it's fine for them to violate the law, then they are no better than the worst leaders of the Soviet Union or the Chinese Communist Party, and they need to go. Absolutely. And every one of those prosecutors who would put Dr. Gold, for example, do you have the names of the prosecutors who did that to her? Do you have the names of the federal district court judge who passed that sentence? Because these, uh, yes, these are and, abuses and, of power the likes of which America has never seen in this uh, in this measure, this scale. Well, I'm glad you brought up the judge that sentenced her. Uh, this is a judge, and I'm blanking on the name right now. I can get it for you and, and send that to you. Uh, but he had dated, he had asked Simone Gold for a date back when they were in school, and she went on one date, and then she realized, I don't want to go out with him anymore. He continued to ask her out, and she continued to refuse. Well, all these years later, he got a chance to recuse himself. I can't go out with somebody that kept turning me down for dates. Uh, But he didn't do that. He was chomping at the bits to get to sentence the woman that had the nerve to turn him down for dates. So and wait a minute, so wait a minute. He sentenced her and he lectured her and yeah. 
let me ask you this. Didn't her attorneys point out the conflict of interest in that sentencing, in that trial? Yes, she raised the issue, and the judge uh, didn't feel he should recuse himself. Now, he had recused himself from a case involving Hillary Clinton because he loved her to death, but so eh, maybe better not. But when he had the chance to sentence somebody that uh, turned him down for dates, uh, there was no way he was going to recuse himself. That was pursued. I'm going to do this. I'm, John, I, I'm going to turn to our producer. Would you please check the sentencing judge for Dr. Simone Gold? I, I'd, I'd like to know that name because I think everybody would like to know the name of that judge uh, so, so that we could have it. Uh, it's uh, wait, a U.S. Wait, wait. US yes, District so, Court Judge Christopher R. Cooper. Christopher R. Cooper, appointed by, I, I assume, Hillary Clinton or someone of that of that stripe. Uh, so that's quite a, that's quite, you know, this is an outrage. Uh, those judges. It is. And, and what they have done. But, but the fact that the Chief Justice of the United States, I am telling you, does not, he has absolute control over that federal court system, that that judiciary. Why is he not speaking up against John Roberts has a responsibility. I'm asking you as a, as a former judge, doesn't he have a responsibility to stop the madness and, and the abuse of power by yeah. judges and prosecutors? He absolutely does. He absolutely does. The chief justice of the Supreme Court uh, is supposed to be reining in judges, making sure that there's no impropriety. But it's not with the judges. It's not just a rule or an ethics issue, it is the law that if there is anything that indicates a potential that, that people could think there was a conflict, then the judge has an obligation to recuse him or herself or whatever pronoun they're using. Uh, and that didn't happen in this case, and it doesn't happen, I, I'm telling you, the judges that have let people that did not commit any violence and let them sit in the D.C. jail for a year, year and a half, is absolutely outrageous. I was talking to a former FBI agent uh, last week that had called me, and he was saying, you remember in the 80s and 90s when we needed somebody, if they were nonviolent and we had them indicted, we would give their lawyer a call and say, have your client be at the jail at this place at 10 a.m., 9 a.m., 1 p.m., whatever. And we wouldn't go bust down anybody's door in the middle of the night. That We wouldn't arrest them in the middle of the night. If somebody was a real threat, then, yeah, you know, we would take precautions. But this is a different Department of Justice. It is Gestapo tactics where they will take people out and not let in their underwear and take pleasure.
pressure in having previously alerted CNN or some left-wing media so they're there in the dark to film people being drug out in their underwear. Uh, I mean, this is Gestapo tactics. It's not justice tactics. And and I had uh, was talking to a guy Saturday night. He said he was with the Secret Service for 30 years. And I said, well, at least you weren't with the FBI. And he said, there are so many of my friends. We are furious at what the FBI has become. It It is just made a mockery of justice in America. And yeah. I'm hearing that from people around the country, but, former FBI, and I, that's the first Secret Service I've talked to about it. Well, you know, I, I, I think most Americans would agree uh, that this is a, a Gestapo FBI. They're, so, they're no longer Gestapo-like. They are the Gestapo of the yeah, Democrats. But what I don't understand, yeah. what I don't understand is why the Judiciary Committees of the Senate and the House, both political parties, haven't risen up and said to the Supreme Court and the Chief of the Supreme Court, Chief Justice Roberts, get your judiciary cleaned up and do it now. That is within his power, and I do not understand why no one in authority is doing it, whether in mass, individually, it, this is a this is a weak and conflicted man. I understand that, but surely everyone understands what a mockery of justice the chief justice is making of the entire federal judiciary. It's so true. It's so true. Uh, and well, I think just as important, maybe more so, is for the Judiciary Committee of the House, uh, and with the view toward impeachment has to start in our committee is dragging more judges before the committee and demanding to know why they did absolutely outrageous acts or arrived at such outrageous decisions. Uh, you know, call them down for things that they've said or done that indicate they are not appropriate for being federal judges. We have to be calling those people in and make them answer in front of the public about things that they did that were inappropriate for somebody in the judiciary. Uh, And we just haven't had uh, a willingness of chairs, in some cases chairs wanted, but our leadership like Boehner, uh, Ryan, you know, they, they didn't want to call people before our committee. You yeah. just named two of the biggest cowards to ever hold the speakership of the House of Representatives in American history. Uh, it, it, what they did as speakers to the Republican Party and the uh, the country, the rise of the Republicans in name only, uh, it, it, it's been devastating. And it's a cowardice that has been become the hallmark of the Mitt Romney wing, if you will, of the Republican Party, and it is a very sad thing to watch. Uh, Louis Gomer, I want to go back to what we started out with, and that is your your involvement with January 6th. Uh, We always give our guests the last word here, but I want to say a few words before I give you the last word. Uh, I really admire your tenacity and your, your courage in speaking up for the people, those prisoners, those political prisoners, and as you said, some of them have been in 
in prison without a trial in the United States of America. And the Judiciary Committees of the House and the Senate are saying nothing. The Chief Justice of the U.S. Supreme Court and the Chief Judiciary Officer in all the land, John Roberts, is saying nothing about the treatment of these American citizens. It's an outrage. I, I say to you, God bless you. Marjorie Taylor Greene, I know, has also been involved, and I'm sure and I'm hopeful that I'm leaving other names out. But uh, I want I want to commend you, uh, Louis Gombert, for all that you've done. And with that, uh, you get the last word on this edition of The Great America Show. Well, Simone Gold made a very good point when I was talking to her Friday after she was released from the maximum security facility. Uh, she said, you know, these decisions by the prisons, the, the Department of Prisons, uh, where they're going to send people, how uh, punishing, how punitive their setup's going to be, uh, there's no appeal from those decisions. And she said there ought to be a way. And like with January 6th in the D.C. jail, when you have somebody like the deputy warden at the D.C. jail that made very clear on social media, she absolutely hates and would like to see uh, terrible things happen to Trump supporters. And then she is allowed to to lord over these people and abuse, see that they're abused. Uh, and then we have just in the past week, one of the guys, he had to take his mask off to take medication, and then they make you wait, and then they check your mouth to make sure that you've swallowed the medication they've given you. Uh, and she sees him without the mask after he's taken his medication. She runs over and pepper sprays him in the face. They take him down, and when he's down and helpless, she keeps spraying him in the face, and then they take him and stick him in solitary where he doesn't even have a way to wash off his face so that he can suffer for hour upon hour. Uh, this kind of stuff is not supposed to happen in our prison system. And understand, I, I'm, I was a law and order judge. I mean, I, I've sentenced people to death. I've sent I don't know how many people to prison. But I wanted to make sure, and I did a lot of touring of prisons and jails, I wanted to make sure that they were properly treated. I wanted to make sure that uh, in our prisons we were doing what our Texas Constitution said, and that is educating and training them for something after prison. But I had no problem sending people to prison for things that should you should go to prison for. But yeah. this, this I just absolute obsession over being vindictive to people that came up here on January 6th. If, if they committed violent crimes, they needed to see some real hard time. But if they, you know, like with Simone Gold, she went in. There was no indication from anybody she shouldn't go in. People were just walking in. We got some video of, of uh, Capitol Police saying, yeah, come on in. Uh, those should be treated differently, and I can guarantee you, if these were Democrats and it it was about standing up for concern over an election where Democrats um, were mistreated, uh, the entire Democratic Party 
of the House and Senate would be out there every day raising cane. So uh, we we need to get back where people that used to care about civil rights on the Democrat side will join those of us that have been concerned about civil rights uh, regardless of party affiliation. Nothing more hypocritical than people that obstructed an official session of Congress on the House floor for 26 hours back in June of 2016. Then in 2022 and 2021, demanding that people that obstructed an official session of Congress and did nothing violent, nothing other than obstruct a session of Congress, they want them in prison for long periods of time. That is about as hypocritical as it gets. Uh, Louis Gohmert, as always, you're a great American. You're a great guest, and we thank you very much. Uh, my friend, uh, all best wishes. Thanks for being with us here on The Great America Show. Thank you, Lou. Thanks so much. Thank you, Congressman Gohmert, for all you do for this country. And I turn now to our next guest, who is Bonnie Nichols. Her husband, Ryan Nichols, as I said, has been locked up in the D.C. Gulag for 605 days with no charges or trial. Bonnie Nichols, welcome to The Great America Show. Thanks for being with us. I know these are terrible times for you, terrible times for your family, and in fact, terrible times for our nation. Tell us, if you will, how you and your children and Ryan are doing right now. Thank you for having me on, Lou. Uh, my my family and I are suffering. Um, my kids haven't seen their father in almost 600 days. Um, my husband, Ryan, is a U.S. Marine veteran that served his country honorably, and he has been in torturous, long, solitary confinement conditions in the D.C. jail going on um, 19 months now due to his participation in the January 6th uh, protest. Um, he went to the Capitol on January 6th to peacefully protest and petition the government for a redress of grievances. And since then, him and many others have been uh, held without bond, denied their due process, uh, discriminated and tortured um, in many different ways due to their political ideology and it's horrific and egregious what's happening to not only them but also the family and the children that are also suffering on the outside having to um, hold the fort down and continue on without dad it's it's really hard right now uh, it, it's it sounds terrible and uh it's the reason we're talking because too few people know what is happening uh, almost two years, two years will have gone by by the time we get to January of 2023, coming up here in just a matter of a few months. Uh, what support have you received from the Republican Party, uh, from the Trump organization, uh, the Trump campaign organizations? Um, we have not received any support as of right now um, from any Republicans or congressmen or women. Um, it seems like they haven't been wanting to speak up about this uh, due to maybe their um, reputation or what have you, but you would think that you know, the people that we elect to represent us that take an oath to defend our Constitution and to take a stand for the people 
would um, have a little bit more heart to care about what's going on to their um, citizens and constituents and how they're being denied their constitutional rights and being tortured right in the backyard of the White House uh, due to them protesting peacefully and standing up for our First Amendment rights to, uh, you know, just have our freedom of speech. And it's, it's wrong what's happening. It's wrong that it's going on two years, that nothing is being done about this, and we're not getting the help. None of these January 6th defendants are getting the help that we need to, you know, participate in our legal fees, to participate and fight our case, to be able to get the finances that we need to hire attorneys and investigators to figure out the truth about what's happening and what happened on January 6th. It's taken almost 19 months just to get some of these videos released that, that counter and tell a completely different story than what the January 6th committee is pushing and the narrative that the mainstream media is pushing. And we need help. We need help. If, if nothing else, if we can't get the help from these politicians and Republicans, then we need help from the American people because who's going to be next? Is it going to be you? because I would not want this to happen to anybody else, what's happened to my family and many others. Well, it's uh, it's tragic. Uh, it is, uh, it is uh, infuriating. And I know the, at least some of the emotions that you certainly and your family are feeling and, and Ryan. Ryan, a USMC veteran, is the VA helping him at all because there's been suggestions that uh, he needs he needs greater care. Obviously, uh, what is the VA doing here? The VA hasn't done anything. I've had many wives share with me that their husbands lost their VA benefits uh, before ever being convicted or having their day in court. Um, Ryan has underlying health conditions like PTSD, um, and being in solitary confinement really takes a toll on his mental health. But no, the VA hasn't done anything. The jail is denying him medical treatment. And if, if you could just imagine going into your shed or into a garage, a seven by 10 foot room in the dark with none of your essentials, for just one 24-hour period or maybe a week or even a month, but you can't even begin to imagine sitting in a room for 19 months, not able to see your family, not able to see your children, you have no criminal history, being denied bond, not being able to get your discovery to properly prepare for your case, not able to go outside for weeks at a time, not able to have a haircut or a shave, or to be able to clip your fingernails, not getting the proper food and nutrition that you need. They steal the chicken in the jail when we try to buy chicken for these guys so that they have some type of protein. Uh, I mean, I, the list goes on and on. Some of the treatment that they, the, the, the warden of the jail has posted on Twitter how she hates Trump and all of these explicit tweets that have gone viral and, and nothing is being done about it. And these are the people that are holding our veterans captive and treating them by torturing them. Many, many of these guys because they supported Trump. And if, if you're, if you're going to stand for anything in your lifetime, whether you're left leaning, right leaning, whatever it may be, 
I challenge you to take a stand for the sake of the next generation that's going to have to put up with this egregious treatment for standing up for your First Amendment rights and peacefully protesting. If we don't take a stand and say, no, this is wrong, and no American should have to go through this, then our grandchildren are going to have to suffer because we didn't do a damn thing about it. That's what really doesn't sit well with me, because this isn't just happening to my family. This is happening to hundreds of other Americans. And next, it's going to be you if we don't do something about it. And if we don't hold our politicians accountable for doing their job. Well, I'll say this. Uh, as I listen to you, Bonnie, I I think, first of all, how fortunate Ryan is uh, to have you as his wife. Your strength, uh, your your passion, uh, you know, God bless you and thank you. Thank you. The country has got to get up off the uh, off its heels and move forward. Uh, this is a Justice Department and an FBI, a federal judiciary that has lost its mind and is absolutely politically corrupt. And that Americans could do this to other Americans, deny them their constitutional rights. Uh, and for any of us, Ryan Nichols will be in jail two years and never have a trial. He will be in jail two years and have on, on charges of what? My husband, Ryan Nichols, was recently thrown in a hole a few months ago um, for punitive reasons because he has been filing grievances on behalf of the treatment and documenting what's been going on in the jail so that we can prepare for a civil lawsuit to shut this place down. And he was retaliated against. He was thrown in the hole, and this later led to his water being shut off. The inmate in the jail next to him, in the cell next to him, later hung himself because of this. Ryan was led to suicide watch because they would not give him the proper mental health treatment that he needed for his underlying PTSD conditions. He was put on suicide watch. For three days, they strapped him to a bench in a plastic suit and taunted and laughed and proceeded to torture him to make him want to commit suicide. He was rec we recently filed a habeas petition. My attorney, Joseph McBride, has been working extremely hard to uncover what's been going on in the jail. And just over the last week, we filed this petition and served the jail. And now yesterday, one of the guards that came in to the jail that was named in the lawsuit proceeded to spray all of these inmates with OC spray for not wearing their mask up over their nose. And now these guys are being thrown back in solitary confinement. And this is all retaliation because we're trying to hold the jail accountable for the treatment and we're speaking out about it. And so these guys are being being retaliated against and something needs to be done about this. We're not going to stop. We're going to keep talking about it because this is wrong and it cannot continue. Well, we need the cannot... help of the American people. Well, let, let's talk about that. Anybody who feels like it, uh, and I hope you all do. Uh, let's send some money uh, Bonnie's way for her family and, and for Ryan's family. Uh, and uh, we're going to put up on the website a Give, Send, Go address. 
And we'd like you to, if you will, if you feel like it, uh, send uh, some help Bonnie's way. And the address is, well, go to ludobs.com. You can click on the J6 Defense Funds tab. You can also click on the description of the podcast uh, episode for the link to give, send, go, irrespective of the uh, podcast platform you're using. And you can go to GibsonGo.com, search for Free My Patriot Prisoner by Bonnie and Ryan Nichols. Any help you can give uh, will be deeply appreciated uh, by all of us in this country. And uh, uh, please, you know, let's help these folks out. They're going to, and I have to tell you, there's going to be a lot of people to help. We're We're looking at so many people who've been ensnared in this outright outrageous uh, political persecution, and that's what it is. Uh, and I want to say this. Let's not get it confused about Democrats and Republicans. Uh, both parties have their failings, but the Democrats have authored all of this. This is a Marxist, dim-led Democrat party. These, these judges, these prosecutors, these federal, these federal prosecutors and judges are... They're no better than the criminals that these prisoners are accused of being, let me assure you. And uh, all of them have higher moral standards than do these judges and these prosecutors. Uh, and we've got to do something about it. I, and I, and I want to say this. There's no doubt in my mind in the larger issue, Bonnie, right now it is Joe Biden who should be in that 7 by 10 cell. It's his family that's politically corrupt. This is the man who lied to the American people in the second presidential debate. This is the man who's been taking money from the public trough for 50 years. He, he's had his snout in that trough 50 years. It has five houses, mansions, whatever you want to call them, and nobody wants to ask a question. His son has been under investigation for four years and hasn't spent an hour behind bars. Isn't that interesting? And we know for a fact that he's a criminal whether it's gun laws, whether it is drug laws, whether it is uh, influence peddling, it's all him and the Biden family. There's no doubt about it. So let's all get over this radical idea that the Dems are corrupt through and through in their leadership with the deep state. Uh, and let's get also clear about who the criminals are. It was Capitol Police Lieutenant Michael Byrd who shot and killed a defenseless demonstrator and protester a U.S. Air Force veteran, uh, it, it's, he was cleared, Ashley Babbitt. Uh, it, it's just, it just pains me to think of what we're doing in this country and what in the world is being done to these hundreds of political prisoners who are distributed across uh, all sorts of federal jails and, and prisons. Uh, your thoughts, Bonnie? You're exactly right, Lou. And these guys are being made an example out of to to discourage any other American for standing up for their constitutional rights. They are making the painting these guys to be insurrectionists and terrorists, and that is far from the truth. My husband served his country honorably. He has not been convicted of any crime. He has no criminal history. He has he owns a nonprofit called Rescue the Universe. 
And that's what he does. That's his passion is to go around the nation to rescue animals, children, women, and elderly from natural disasters and hurricanes and storms. My husband is a hero in his community. He's not a terrorist. He got a good conduct anti-terrorism medal in the Marine Corps while he served his country. Now he's being denied his constitutional rights and painted as an evil person, and that is far from the truth. But this is what they want you to believe. They're painting a one-sided narrative. They're censoring anybody that tries to speak up and tell the truth. The January 6th committee is is telling a one-sided narrative, and we're not going to get a fair trial in D.C. They've already slandered them across the entire nation by publishing, publicizing these January 6th hearings all over the world. I had people, people in Ireland that saw these hearings, and this is the exact same thing that happened with Oliver North in the Watergate trials where they did the same thing. And this is history repeating itself. And we're too worried about these Johnny Depp hearings and what's going on on TikTok to be, and we're distracted by the truth of how our freedoms are being slowly taken away. And it may not happen in our lifetime, but you better damn sure bet yourself that it's gonna happen to your children and your grandchildren. And if you don't wanna be sitting out on your back porch one day, sharing to your grandkids how America was once free, then I challenge you to stand up for something in your lifetime that actually means something and will impact the next generation. And that's exactly what my husband was doing. He went there on January 6th because it was gonna be a historical day to watch President Trump speak. It was a peaceful protest until officers were throwing flashbangs and tear gas and killing and attacking and beating women and children in the crowd. They incited the violence. They entrapped these men and women with undercover FBI agents that they denied. And now they're saying that it is true that there were undercover agents in the crowd. And they are the ones that these guys, that, that's the reason why these guys are still in there right now. And they're trying to cover it up and, and make these guys break mentally so that they can plea out, so they can continue to cover up the truth. And that's exactly what they're doing. And they're going to do this to anybody else as well, unless we do something about it. And well, these Republicans wait. need to do something about it. I agree. Who is your senator? Who are your senators and congressmen? My co my attorney general is Ken Paxton. Uh, Louis Gomer is uh, one of one of our uh, representatives over here, and then Dan Crenshaw is another one of our uh, senators. And they're not Louis Louis Gomer has done more for us and Marjorie Taylor Greene and other senators and congressmen and women that aren't even representing us. And that's the, that's the issue that I really have is we've tried to get meetings with Ken Paxton. Dan Crenshaw won't even go and see the jail. There's a video of him going public saying, what am I supposed to do about this? You're supposed to do your damn job. And if you can't do your job, then get out of the way because these people are being tortured. And it's, and it's not you, you're sitting there comfortable in the comfort of your home while these guys are being tortured. They're being told to chew their toenails off. They've got pubic hair and chemicals in their food that they're being forced to eat. They're being assaulted and discriminated against on a daily basis with no end in sight. And nobody is going down to the jail to, to check on these conditions. Nobody's going down to the jail to speak with them, to help, to raise funds to take a stand for what's happening to these American citizens, and we have to hold them accountable. We have to make sure that they do their job, or we need to get them out so that somebody else can be elected in that's going to take a stand. It's not going to be scared to do so. 
Now, you're, I'm sitting here thinking, you're, you're Attorney General, there's very little he can do uh, because of it's a federal case, and he is a state Attorney General. But your congressman, is it Dan Crin, uh, Crenshaw? Is yes, that, sir. And he's done nothing? He is a veteran. He he's, is a wounded exactly. veteran. Exactly. Uh, You're exactly former right. SEAL. And he will do nothing. What does his office say when you call? I don't get a response. And he, he went on a viral video during a press conference and a, and a reporter asked him what he was doing for, for the January 6th defendants, and he said, what am I supposed to do? He hasn't even tried to do anything. They're more worried about other things than they are worried about these veterans' rights, and that's not what we elected him for. And Louis Gohmert, I know, has been to the jails. He's talked with many of the prisoners. Uh, I know he's been trying. I know that uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene has as well, and I'm sure there are, yes, they there are have. at least some others. But those two, I know. And we need more to stand with them because they can't do it by themselves. They need all of the Republicans to come together and take a stand with them. Well, they certainly do. And, uh, Bonnie, I, I have to just say you're a wonderful advocate for your husband, for all of the political prisoners of the January 6th atrocity uh, that is now going on two years. Uh, it, it is, you know, I wish I could say something that would change this in a, in a moment. Uh, there is nothing uh, that I can say, but there is much that we can all together do uh, to begin to fix this, this horrible outrage. Let me tell you what a few of the things are that I think we should do. We're going to be talking with Senator Cruz and Senator Cronin uh, I will be speaking out every day now uh, on this issue, uh, and we're going to make your congressman, I assure you, think that we're amongst his constituents. Uh, we're not, but we're sure as hell going to represent those who are being ignored uh, and who are being brutalized uh, as if this were a Russian gulag. Uh, this is America. You couldn't convince Joe Biden of that or Nancy Pelosi or Chuck Schumer or Kamala Harris, but by God, we're going to make them wonder just how far off base they were uh, when they started to take over this country with their Marxist madness. Uh, this ends here, and we're going to begin. We're going to begin to get it done. I guarantee you that. Uh, we always give our guests the last word here. And by the way, when I talked about Capitol Police Lieutenant Michael Byrd, who shot and killed Ashley Babbitt. Uh, we're going to demand that that case be opened up again. And you know what we're going to do? We're going to demand it of the Department of Justice, the most rancid, corrupt political department in all of government. But we're going to start that demand right now. He should be held accountable, and so should every SOB who covered up for him. It ends now. We cannot tolerate any more of this. Uh, the, the inhumane treatment the brutality by our government is unspeakable. Uh, and you get the last word here, Bonnie, and I thank you for, for joining us here today. Thank you, Lou. I appreciate you having me on. And America, anybody that's listening that feels moved by this 
and would like to support. We ask that you help us financially. We ask that you help us with your prayers. We ask that you write these guys letters and help them remember that they're not forgotten and that they are loved and supported by many. We ask that if you feel called to donate, to please go to our Gibson Go. And there are many other January 6th defendants that are still being brutally tortured in the D.C. jail, and they need your help, too. There's many wives and children that don't even remember who their father looks like. My son doesn't remember what their what his dad looks like. They haven't seen their father in almost two years, and these women are losing their homes. They're losing their entire life and everything that they once knew, and we need help. So we ask that you donate to our gifts and go. Keep us in your prayers. Write them letters. And other January 6th defendants, if you'd like to donate to them, you can go to PatriotFreedomProject.com. These attorneys are doing massive work trying to uncover the truth, but they need more help. They're taking on the United States Department of Justice. We need hundreds of attorneys. We can't do this on our own. So if you're an attorney or if you know somebody, please refer us over to Joseph McBride, my attorney. Um, he'd be happy to speak with you and help. Uh, point you in the right direction so that we can help these families because we can't do it on our own. Absolutely. And uh, as of right now, you're not going to have to be alone anymore. I guarantee it. Uh, The American people, the American people will put their arms around you. God bless you. And thanks so much. Bonnie. Thank you. Nichols. Thank you. Thank you, Bonnie. Bonnie Nichols, a great American, and for all you listeners, if you would like to donate to Ryan's Fund, you can do so by heading over to LouDobbs.com, click on the January 6th Fund, or click on the link in the description of this episode. Thank you all for being with us today. Our guest tomorrow will be American hero Chad Robichaux. Eight deployments in Iraq and Afghanistan. He's a former Marine who's rescued thousands of our allies in Afghanistan and, in fact, all around the world. Please join us here tomorrow. Until then, God bless you, and may God bless America.